0: To Eat This Scroll, University Fellowship Church Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together about twice a week and chew on God's word and what has been mulling around in our heads and our hearts and share that with you, hopefully to encourage and edify you and uh, give you a little little something to listen to when you're driving to and from work or wherever you're about. This week, we have Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. How are you? Not bad. Good. You are, we both were just lamenting our fuzzy brains, foggy. <laughs> so, this
1: could be a really entertaining. Yeah, podcast. you guys are in
0: for a treat. <laughs> I'm fresh off the sick boat. So, if my voice sounds all gravelly, that's why. And you've been painting in an enclosed environment, fumes everywhere.
1: And the smoke outside. We'll okay. Just go with
0: yeah. That too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's been toying with us. It's like it clears up. You're like, oh, wow, that wasn't bad. And then the wind shifts and, and the wind shifts. Yeah, we're back.
1: We need the rain. Oh,
0: (laughs) what's that um, Toto song? Is that who it is? I bless the rains out in Africa. Maybe I don't remember. I'm not. Anyways, last time you, (laughs) last time you were with us, we were talking about Esther. Yes, and uh, women's ministry has been going through Esther as a Bible study. Yes. Okay. So how's that been going and where is that leading us for this episode?
1: Sure. So we, I think the last time we talked, we talked kind of about the feasts and that we did, Esther yeah. was really about a feast, um, the Feast of Purim. And so we have been jumping into more of the details of Esther with our ladies um, on Thursdays, which has been a lot of fun. And and so Esther starts out kind of like setting the scene for what is to come with um, the king King Xerxes, mm-hmm. um, or King Ahasuerus, depending on which translation you're reading, and um, and so the, what we've really started to talk about in, in um, as we look at the different characters is we see, for example, the king is a sovereign. What does it mean to be a sovereign, and mm-hmm. who is the other sovereign in these pages? Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, so we've we've been playing we've. Playing around is not the right word. We've been discussing and kind of mulling through what does it mean that our God is sovereign Mm -hmm. and can we trust him? Um, Because there's really two different reactions that we have to somebody who's in power over us. And that's Mm -hmm. either um, comfort or fear, (laughs) (laughs) depending on who the sovereign is. And so we need to know who our sovereign is, um, Mm -hmm. even though he is all powerful.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is the, I don't know, I would, I think I'd pretty comfortably put it in the camp of our flesh or our sin really does not like that idea of mm-hmm. being under rule of somebody else, yes. specifically God. I know, you know, the sovereignty of God can be a, a challenging conversation for some mm-hmm. people, but um, Because they have hard things that, uh, hard implications of, Mm -hmm. you know, the evil in the world and God's sovereignty and human free will and these kinds of things. So, Mm -hmm. um, but just for getting us started, can you help us understand just the basic definition of sovereignty and then maybe what you mean Mm -hmm. when you apply that to God?
1: Yeah. So, really to be sovereign over something is to have authority over Mm -hmm. something and uh, complete authority and so, when we talk about kings and queens, I mean, king Queen Elizabeth just passed away, and mm-hmm. you know, we see all of the influence and the wealth and the power that she has had. Um, she had authority over a good chunk of the world. yeah. And when we look at King Xerxes, we see his power and authority, his sovereignty over his kingdom. And so, when we think about sovereignty, we think of authority. Mm-hmm. and And so we do have a God who is our sovereign and has complete authority over us. And you're right. We don't like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think the other piece too, uh, that I've come across in the discussion around sovereignty is um, the authority and the capacity mm-hmm. to enact yes. or express his authority upon his vassals. <laughs> Except, well, and,
1: and you look at, going back to kings and queens, they had somewhat limited authority. They had authority over their kingdom mm-hmm. because that is where they had their power and their influence and so forth. And so when we look at God as our creator, mm-hmm. who has the power to bring everything into being and has power over all of these kings and queens um, and any all of us, really, he has the ultimate authority and he has the power to do as he wills, yeah. which it talks about in the Psalms. And so... He is ultimately powerful, ultimately all-knowing, um, and he's ultimately able to do anything he wants.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes us squirm a little bit. It
1: makes us squirm a lot. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you think of like, uh, you know, the jars, the vessels of Romans mm-hmm. 9, and um, several other places I can think of what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. anyways.
1: It makes us squirm because he has authority and because we don't, Have his mind, Mm -hmm. and so therefore um, we don't understand the things that are going on around us, and we want control over the things around us. Yeah, and so we do ask those questions: Well, why did this person get sick? Why is there's this war over here? Mm -hmm. How could God do X, Y, or Z? Because we don't fully see or understand, and it is out of our control.
0: Yes, yeah, and I think when you when I introduced this idea in my mind, I. I always keep as like a close companion the mm-hmm. character of God, exactly because those we have revealed in Scripture and in our own lives,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so we have this mysterious sovereignty that's at work, yes, and things we don't understand and things we don't like, and then we've got His character coupled alongside, and yes, that seems to help.
1: Well, I think that's the only way we can grapple with God's sovereignty, really, yeah. when we we ha- come across these hard questions of why is there suffering in the world? Why is this person hurt? We have to go back to the fact that we know that God is our Creator, that He is our help. We read that in Psalms one twenty one. That He desires that none should perish. Mm-hmm. That you know He has a deep love for His people. Yeah. And um, the the thing that really st- sticks in my mind actually is uh, a quote not from the Bible, but from um, the very wise Mister Beaver in. <laughs> <laughs> The Lion, uh, the Witch, yes. and the Wardrobe. The prophet. <laughs> uh, when they're talking about Aslan, the kids oh, are asking yes. about Aslan he, and they're like, is Aslan safe? He's like, no, Aslan is not safe, of but he not. is good. Mm-hmm. Of course not. He's not safe. He's a lion. And and we wouldn't want a God that didn't have that power.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But we also know that he is good. And mm-hmm. so we do have to couple it with what we know about his character.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i really glad you brought that up. That's one of my favorite, like, how to lenses to think about God is in those two terms: He's not safe, but He's good. Yes, and um, you know, it's just like having a, a father. If you, that you have that strong presence at home, mm-hmm. who who is good and is capable of protecting and fighting and doing the things necessary, mm-hmm. you feel abundant security. Yes, abundant security because you're like, Dad's here. Like. It doesn't matter who's gonna knock on my front door, you know, what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. everything's gonna be okay. Yes. Cause he's he's good, but he has the capacity to to do things that need to be done. Exactly. That are dangerous. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And so we we need to take comfort in the fact that we do have an all powerful God, but he is good. Yeah. And so we as we remind ourselves about his character, then that brings us to that place of safety mm-hmm. when we can't understand everything else that's going on.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a story, and I know it's a real story. I didn't make this up <laughs> because somebody else recognized it. Connor did, uh-huh. um, but it was a little girl asking a question of her father, and he he explains to her that he's not going to explain what this thing is yet. Um, th- that that this is too heavy a burden for her to bear, but mm-hmm. someday he's going to hold on to it, and someday he'll give it to her.
1: Yes, that was Corey Tinboom.
0: Corey Tinboom, mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
1: Read in a book and lost dad. it.
0: Yeah. And I thought, wow, there's so much beauty in that. And the mm-hmm. Lord, in the same way, is carrying these things for because, us because, yeah, for us, because we don't mm-hmm. have the capacity to understand them. So, how do we see God's sovereignty at work in the story of Esther?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it is all over the place. I don't know. One it is of the, it? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I absolutely love about the book of Esther, and I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but God's name is not mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so the God of Esther is an unseen God. But what we see is we start unfolding the pages of the book that he is very active, It's mm-hmm. very similar to us today. Mm-hmm. And so we see like the, the fact that it opens with this king and the sovereign and there's this grand banquet. And um, historically, he's probably proposing and gathering his people to head out on his military campaign. Mm. And so um, but as that's happening, his queen is deposed and so he ends up going out um, historically on this military campaign and coming back. And so when we read Esther after these things, he's dejected, he's having a hard time, he's missing, missing Vashti, mm. he's willing to marry a commoner. You know, God set up all of those different pieces to get Esther into a place where she can have that... Um, that influence and that power, we see that she has. She was made beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's a gift God has given her. Yeah, she we, didn't make herself. <laughs> we see that she uh, has gained favor. We know that Mordecai was in a position where he heard the uh, plot going against the king, and um, he wasn't rewarded right away, which was weird. Mm-hmm. And he didn't complain. And then we see, you know, Esther, and and Haman rise to power, and we see this edict coming out. We see it coming out on the day of passover right as they're preparing for passover reminding his people once again that he is deliver we see um Esther after prayer and fasting going into the king and because she hadn't seen the king for a while and all of this type of stuff that was going around she had to build up not only what god has been uh, asking her to do but the courage to do it mm-hmm. and so god is inviting her into this process and and She probably didn't know that it was going to be another feast. She was inviting him and Haman into a feast. And we didn't know that Haman was going to end up walking in on the king that night after the feast who couldn't sleep and ended up having to honor Mordecai, who he really hated. And Mm -hmm. that was why the whole edict came about. And over and over and over, we see all of these different pieces fall into place over years because yeah. it's five years in between these events and five years between these events, and then a couple of days for a whole bunch that's going on, but all of it had been laid for years and years beforehand. And sometimes we um forget the timeline in our own lives too. Mm, yeah. That what happened ten years ago, God might have actually been using to set up now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's yes, God is sovereign in all of those things in Esther, He's also sovereign in our own lives and he has his own scale for what is happening in life. Yeah. So I don't know if that completely answers your question. Yeah.
0: No, that was great. <laughs> when well, it reminds me of Joseph's words, you know, mm-hmm. what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Yes. Because one thing that is replete in that story is drama,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is the suspense, is what's going to happen next. Like now you have this per- person in authority who's got a death wish out for you and your people and all, you know, this and that. And like that tension, I think we... We lose sight of that tension in our lives. We think mm-hmm. that if if I have God's favor or if God is good or whatever it is, then it will go well with me. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember most all, I can't think of any example off the top of my head, but all the stories in, in scripture I know are filled with drama and filled with the unknowns.
1: Well, we also, especially reading scripture, have hindsight into right. what is going on and even looking at our own own lives we can look back and see God's hand at work but i can imagine joseph looking back and saying all things have worked for um the good of my people but mm-hmm. i can also look him back back and saying i'm sure he didn't say hey kidnap <laughs> me and take me as a slave <laughs> no to kidding. egypt so yeah <laughs> he he wasn't volunteering for that but he can see God at work through that right. and i think I I look back at my own life and I see things that happen and I never would have wanted to voluntarily go through that, but I can see God's hand at work. And that's also a comfort to us when we think about God's sovereignty. We won't necessarily want to pick everything that's going on, but even God can use these things that we don't understand or that are hard or that are difficult for something down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, he can still use the things that are going on um, for his good. Just like Joseph said.
0: And I love that point because it reminds me of the great comfort that comes when God is in control in Mm -hmm. my mind. Because otherwise, the alternative is, I'm in control.
1: Exactly. Well, that's terrifying.
0: That's terrifying. As a child who was very anxious Mm -hmm. and wanted to do the right thing and was always terrified of— um, like derailing, you mm-hmm. know, like you pull the wrong lever and it's never the same and you've ruined it. You know, the magical <laughs> yes. thinking of children, mm-hmm. um, really the, the doctrine of God's sovereignty has been an immense comfort in my own mm-hmm. life. Because it makes me remember, oh, God's in control. I'm not in control. <laughs> yes.
1: In, in fact, one of the things that we talked about with the ladies is um, we look at the, the whole story of Esther and we want to see whether the good guy and the bad guy is. And mm-hmm. so we know that Haman's the bad guy. And yet we want, and we want to make Esther the hero, but she's not. Mm-hmm. God is the hero. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what Esther chose, because she was given a choice— you can go to the king or your family can die. (laughs) Yeah, You know, whatever she chose, God's will was still going to happen. She couldn't mess it up. Right. Just like we can't mess it up. Mm -hmm. God is still in control over that, but he invites us to be a part of it. Yeah. And there is blessing that comes with that, even if it's not.
0: Yeah. That is the great mystery Mm -hmm. of where, where does our free will and our agency interact with God's sovereignty? And uh, I like the way you put it. It, it puts it in the realm that we simply can't mess it up. We don't have sovereignty over God or um, over His plans that He's set mm-hmm. before time began.
1: Yes. Well, Mordecai even told Esther, "If you're not going to be able to deliver, God will find another way to deliver His people." Mm-hmm. And and that's true. Yeah. God's will cannot be thwarted, but we have the choice to be a part of it or
0: not. Yeah. Yeah. What an amazing mm-hmm. invitation. And what a <laughs> how is there not a, a safer invitation come into mm-hmm. where you know God's got all the pieces. In control, you can't screw this up just by, you know. <laughs> I think I think of like the dad who's like,
1: hold the flashlight, and
0: the, and the kid's like shaking while he's working on the truck or something. You know?
1: Yes, like. yes, we can't mess it up. There's great comfort in that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I'm really excited to hear more about this. It seems like it's been a really productive time. I know you've got more things you could mm-hmm. talk about, but
1: it's it's really great. Going through a book like Esther and really pausing and thinking, wow, how amazing is our God? Mm -hmm. He is sovereign. He is faithful. He is good. (laughs) He is our creator. He is just. We want him to be just too. He is just. He is merciful. His timing is I mean, all of these different things, we see him at work in God's word, and we have to remember to be in it so that we remember that when those hard times
0: come. Yep. What a good reminder, Jamie. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. And uh, hopefully, listener, I encouraged you. I don't know how you couldn't be encouraged by that. (laughs) You know what? Everyone was encouraged. I'm certain of it. Um, We will get you guys all next time. Bye. (laughs)